0: Now the concept of the stars telling the true story in the sky, the uh, gospel, is not um, foreign to the Christians. Um, here are some books that were written by basically by churchgoers, right? I'm talking uh, Joseph Cease. This guy is quoted a lot. I mean, he wrote this book in 18, uh, or late 1800s. I'm pretty sure. <coughs> And, um, and the gospel in the stars. Now, <clears throat> interesting thing about all these books I'm going to show you, written by pretty much churchgoers, who are trying to, <clears throat> because, because they cannot deny the astro-theology, it's there. It's in the Bible. It's right there. You know, Jesus has 12, Jacob has 12. I mean, <clears throat> here's, a, here's a passage in Revelation. Revelation 21, 12 to 14 uh, says, uh, talking about Holy Jerusalem, it says, it had a wall, great and high, and had 12 gates. And at 12 gates, 12 angels, and the names w- written thereon, <clears throat> which are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, the children of Israel. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. And the south, three gates. And the west, three gates. <clears throat> And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. That's the city. <clears throat> and in them, the, and in them, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, the ruler of the all, the Lamb, because the Son is always called the Lamb, or it is called the Fisher of Men, the Rock, the Twin, the scapegoat of Israel, the Lion of the Tribe of Israel, Aquarius, the Son of Man so can't deny it can't deny it so what they do is then they sort of uh, reclaim the story and uh, but the thing is they've they've all pretty much failed to understand the way it goes because they all start all of these they all start with the sign of virgo assuming that virgo as i told you before the story about it's a fucus and and serpents and serpents kaput the head of the serpent is right there next to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there he is seducing the woman to eat from the tr- the the fruit well they they've assumed that the garden of eden was here you see and then the fall and we've fallen and so they've gone around they've gone around this way around the gospel and um <coughs> Francis Rolleston did the same thing. Contemporary. Uh, here's one: God's voice in the stars, zodiac signs, and Bible truth. Hmm. This one's called Gospels in the stars, and this one's called Mazaroth. Job 38:32. Canst thou tell Mazaroth? God says to Job. He says, Can you? Yeah. Uh, you know, do you know the Mazaroth? The zodiac why would God be asking anyone that when the Bible says that astrology is from the devil hmm well because when you know when you know the wheel and how it pans out with Adam Kadmon the man in the sky you see we are made in the image of God right the Elohim they say uh, let us make man in our image that's the image 48 constellations. 48 constellations go in your body. The ecliptic runs straight through the centre. Aries in the head, Pisces in the feet. The two hands, arms are the twins. <clears throat> there they are. And their deacons are also parts of organs of the body. You know, I mean, there's 36 extra zodiacal signs which make the 360 uh, acupuncture points basically of um, acupuncture or 360 degrees of a circle it it has to do it has to do with these are holy numbers they're sacred numbers because they are star numbers that's why you go to a minute star i mean it's not only in religion uh it's not only in religion that this stuff is going on i mean let's have a look at something shall we this stuff is going on i mean let's have a look at something shall we When you get your master's degree, see in the secular world, this is the religious world, and this is how you know the buffoons are trying to hide their uh, <laughs> their astrotheology. I mean, please, uh, you know, you've got cardinal deacon Sexton Moon, uh, you've got all this star stuff in there, elder. Um, so, what happens when you are a master? Well, you are able to uh, measure the stars. That's what you are. You're a measurer of the stars by degrees. 360 degrees. So you go to university, right? And you study and you learn. And then at the end, they tell you that you are a measurer of the stars. Not stars. That's how you get your degrees. We've got to get our degrees. That's why God says to Job, can you tell the Masoret? Because if you don't, you're a fool like the rest, like the herd and that's why this story this gospel must be told because in the gospel is the, uh, the story of the conquering of the sun. is the story of how the son um, continues in his journey to return to bring us beautiful fruits and seasons and, and just wonderful things you know and he's always there and we, we copy him we copy the sun. As the sun goes around and gets in our head every morning at six o'clock, that would be where you do your thinking, wouldn't it? So it's better to get up at six? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, who knows? Yeah. You know, the, the, the rhythms, we, it's always better when you get up with the birds. They say that. It's, and it's always good to be sleeping from, say, ten <clears throat> to six in the morning. And that's where, and that's where there are no vital organs. That's eight hours of sleep that you would normally need. You see, but whereas when the sun wakes up, so do you, in the head, thinking. And then Taurus is eating the mouth <clears throat> and speaking. Thinking, Aries. Speaking, Taurus. Doing, Gemini. Mercury, I mean, uh, Gemini, uh, also rules the two lungs, which is the nevma, the spirit. The noose, the logos, and the nevna. the spirit, the air. And the spirit has always been considered to be the creative factor behind the material universe. And God sent forth his Holy Spirit, and he created the, the upper waters and the lower waters, right? Because that's the spirit, the doing. Back to this. <laughs> uh, the hieroglyphs of the heavens. This is a very ancient book. <laughs> the Hieroglyphs of the Heavens. Ancient, I mean, you know, a good 150 at least years. Uh, so I'm talking, these people knew, knew this. Uh, but they were all cl- reclaiming the story of the Gospel for Christianity, because you can't hide it. But they all, interestingly enough, start their Gospels from here, whereas the, the Gospels truly start from Aries and Capricorn. Matthew... And Luke, start here with the nativity scene. And Mark, as I've just shown already, and John, begin with, See the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Because as we've already read, this was dealing with death and sin and, 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 and awful things, whereas now the Son has, you know, returned and repented. Uh, so you've got that. Uh, this is an interesting one. The Witness of the Stars by E.W. Bullinger. Uh, God's voice in the stars. Kenneth Fleming, Peter Lemusier Miser- Le wrote one. Uh, now I'm a big fan of this guy because he wrote about the uh, the Great Pyramid, uh, and he's, he's got a lot of great literature. And um, this I don't think is one of them, <laughs> because well it is and it isn't. Because I mean it's wrong. <laughs> the gospel does not start in Virgo, you know. Uh, it starts in Eris. Um, you can start it anywhere, really, uh, if, if you want to. You can start it anywhere. The, the, in fact, you can, because the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a point that defines beginnings wherever it's at. Because never, it never ends. So you can begin your life in Taurus and be a Taurian, fixed with those qualities, and you will be. Because <laughs> as, the, as the sun and the planets go and, and produce all these different... Uh, configurations in the skies so are their energies that are being reflected back to us along this line of the sin wave as it is imprinting its mind forces into matter our matter and imprinting us the electric and magnetic polarities that we will have for every part of our bodies the liver ruled by mars hot and fiery uh, the the lungs ruled by the moon the brain, the right hemisphere, Mercury. The left hemisphere, the masculine is Mars. You know, the, the planets have rulership of everything in your body. Well, you can deny that if you think it's from the devil. Well, go ahead and deny it. And then you will never understand the science and what it means to have Mars in your liver or the, or the sun in your liver or, or to give thanks for the the, the tasty fruits that uh, are given to us by Jupiter because that's what Jupiter does. I'll uh, be that everything's sweet. We give grace to Jupiter. That's Jove. By Jove, you know? Yeah, Sagittarius, the ruler of the happy ones. Wherever Jove rules, Pisces and Jupiter, these guys, they get that jovial, Jupiterian, magnanimous, graceful uh, spirit because um, he's the benefactor. He's the greater benefic. Venus is the lesser benefic. So Venus is always there, alright? We're going to see these characters. I'm going to show you some amazing things. So Peter Le Miserie, uh the procession of the ages, he called that. The Gospel of the Stars, celebration of the mystery of the Zodiac. Guys, this is pretty incredible stuff. Uh, it, you know, when you really think about this, that Christianity or the churches have tried to reclaim this, this gospel. There's only one. This is the Hermetic one. This is Hermes, pure Prisca Theologia, you're getting here. This is written straight from Egypt. This is how it was made. The science. It, it, it shall never change, regardless of the procession of the equinoxes and the fact that the the powerful equ- equinoxes here. And in fact, this is how this is how powerful these uh, cardinal points are. That they have named the equinoxes to be the point in which. Um, in which the sun, when the sun is at this point, the sign behind it is the sign of the age we're in. In other words, on March the 21st, every year, when you watch the sun rising, right, you find what is the planet behind that? That's the age we're in. So for 2,000 years, the sun has been, uh, the, uh, Pisces has been behind the sun for 2,000 years. At this point, the equator, that's how important they are, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What I'm going to do now is, okay, just some little tidbits about um, about this science to show that this was once upon a time a world religion slash science, right? Before patriarchy came in and the theocratic types, right? They are the ones that, Pushed aside the deists, the people who are worshipping the Creator through this science. The theocrats come along, and they say, uh, God is like this, and God is like that, and he's an interventionalist. You know, He just uh, jumps in every now and then and says, Oh, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah now, because they're naughty. Uh, so I'll, in- I'll intervene in, in man's affairs. Uh, you know, well, see, that's the kind of God that they paint, the theocratics. Because what their intention is, is to dominate and enslave mankind with, a, with an idol. You see, Jesus never was a man. What benefit is it anyway if he was a man? If, if he was and he said those beautiful things, great, because those things in the Bible are beautiful. The, the science behind them is beautiful. When you work it out, it's all about the transmutation. But the, the fact that Rome did this, is the fact that they've gone after this knowledge and persecuted persecuted it and uh, given us a, some sort of a historical tradition whereby they can go and meddle in your affairs. In fact, they can call an inquisition if they like. And Rome did do that. The pages of history are bloodied with their deeds. How they used Christianity to uh, bring people into the inquisition like Giordano Bruno for seven years Uh, They had him in Rome and they couldn't get him. But finally they got him on a little technicality that, you know, he belongs to the devil, surely. He's telling the world that we've got to go back to Hermes. He's telling everybody about the Prescottology and that all the universe is populated with beings and that the Bible is not a literal document. Let's get him out of the way. Right, the Inquisition. Uh, On the day of his death, they um, pulled his tongue out and tied it to something and uh, stretched it out so he couldn't talk to the people that were present in the Piazza dei Fiori Uh, still today on the 17th of February mark this date people and remember it because the voice of Giordano Bruno they killed him but his voice has come back and it's going to destroy the fictions and I I hope to be a part of that but I know Gerald Massey, uh, Godfrey Higgins, Alvin Boyd Kuhn, Manly P. Hall they've already done a great job Uh, But on 17th of February, 1600, uh, and they stripped him naked and burned him slowly for uh, teaching these things. You see, so the uh, interventionalist god that they've created, and of course you can get the uh, Mormon brand, you can get the Pentecostal brand, uh, the Buffoon brand, there's a bunch of them. They've all got their patented brand of of, uh, fiction. Um, so, But what they've done in effect is they have created an idol because there's no salvation without it's within. The Christ is within. Uh, the Christ has always been within and um, that is the one bearing witness. You see the Kabbalistic tree, the seven chakras, the spiritual organism. It's been there and you can see there jesus in the background that's the one bearing witness that's the soul in man here's some interesting facts though that show this um this unified thought process that we once had before the theocrats came along okay ra the aborigines in australia there's a tribe that call the sun ra like the egyptians and there's the apaches the Apaches, the Apache Indians. Ra. Uh, the Elohin. If you go to Hawaii, they greet you with aloha. Alohin. In uh, Turkey, they greet you with merkaba. Male, uh, a female, male vessel. That's the Merkaba, the the uh, the star tetrahedron in your body, the Star of David. Okay, that one in a a star, two of them. Okay, the tetrahedron, tetra meaning four. Um, Kabbalah, same thing. Okay, and this is an Egyptian word, but they greet you in Turkey. They say Metakba, like that, right? Uh, the Hopi word for the sun is the Tibetan word for the moon and vice versa because they're opposite each other that's what the Hopi Indians say they know that they know that in Tibet their sun is the moon and the moon is the sun respective words Revelation 11.8 says that Jesus Christ was crucified in Egypt Egypt? No, he wasn't. He was crucified in Jerusalem. No, uh, Revelation 11.8 says that he was crucified in Egypt. Well, this is Egypt. Everything below the kidneys, according to the occultists, was called Egypt. It's red. It's infrared. See, the bottom chakra is red. It's infrared. It's infernal. Whereas the indigo chakra is ultraviolet, or the violet chakra. Ultraviolet, yeah? That's where the love is. And that's where the higher dimensions are in which we will live. There are chakras, there's eight ch- an octave of chakras above our heads. And that's the astral world where we go. And in the fourth one above the head, we reunite with our mates. Okay, um, in order to understand that, there's a, a book here, a, a chapter in this book. This is probably the the biggest consciousness expander that you will ever, ever bump into on the planet. This is all about this. That's where I got it from. Thomas H. Burgoyne, the light of Egypt and the science of the soul and the stars. As above, so below. By the way, that octave is where we're going next. It's an invisible life. This is visible only because our eyes tell us that it's visible. But all this that we see, anything, is all just motion. Okay? So as we go up, there's an octave of eight above our heads, and there's eight octaves to reach course. That's where we're headed. That's the gate back. As the Jews call it, as we descend down down the word the, the worlds, there's Adam Kadmon and the, eminent, the four emanations of Kabbalah. You have uh, Atzulah, at, you have um, Beriah, you have Yetzera and Asiah, the four worlds. And as you climb down Jacob's ladder, there's 125 steps. And then you've got another 125 to go back up. Where are we? Well, that's up to us. It's up to our, our decisions. But um, that's why Jesus was crucified in Egypt, because he gets crucified there on the 21st of December, on the solstice. <clears throat> there was. A, uh, there was a, it's interesting, because that's where, where Jesus gets crucified, but he also is born on the 25th of December, right? Well, there was a guy called Cyprian who said, um, Oh, how wonderfully acted, the, acted Providence that on the day on which the Son was born, Christ should be born. <laughs> you know. Uh, but then you get the Jehovah's Witnesses who say, Yeah, but the Bible doesn't say he was born on the 25th, so, and no one knows when he was born. Yes, that's right. But the point is, when you... <laughs> When you apply all the the christian theology and all of their conceived notions and ideas and and put it onto that then you get the origin of it it's it's there um you see and look when when you when you draw this circle and 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 you put the cardinal points in that's actually the sign that's the glyph in astrology for the earth right that there it is that's the earth the sun is that. That dot and the sign of multiplication and addition and the sign of division and subtraction. Right? They're all in there. This is Earth, as I've already said, because it it's, it adds. Uh, where did your bodies come from? The womb of your your mother. Because the mother is the matter. The father provides a little egg called a sperm. That's invisible. That's the spirit. But once they meet in the womb and they um, the two eggs unite, um, then they double and then quadruple and then they make the star of David, tetrahedron, star tetrahedron, and then they and I, and I think that's the last division um, before, before it um, just... All, those original eight cells, according to Drumbler Melchizedek, uh, those original eight are in the, the centre of our body and are the original cells that we, we kept from our mother's womb and they make the star tetrahedron. The Merkaba has its centre in there and that's what's causing our Merkaba Merkaba spin, right? Um, but the earth sign is feminine and it adds. This is water and it multiplies. Water is generation. Scorpio, the generative area, the moon. Um, and the male signs, dividing or subtracting and division. And that's the sun, the dot. All these, all these express the, um, the science of what we're up against. Now, to understand uh, that better, all of this, uh, Alvin Boyd Kuhn, The Esoteric Structure of the Alphabet, and it talks about this. Uh, let me press forward. Now, a lot of people say, oh, but this is only in English, can't do it in Italian. Oh, yes, you can. I can do it, because I speak Italian. There's, there's more connections in Italian, but uh, you just lose all the, all the things. Uh, but I've already mentioned the word bello. It comes from el, bale. Because if you're as good-looking as bale, the sun in his splendour. Of course you're bello. And the Spanish article for um, the male article, uh, definite article, uh, el. And in Italian, it's il. In French, it's Le. Right? It's the same thing. It's L, it's the sun. And La, like would be in French, Italian and Spanish is La. Uh, that would be Luna. Yeah. That's what the Elohim mean. El is masculine. Eloha is feminine. And the M is plural. Male, feminine gods. Saturn is a boy. Jupiter is a boy. Mars, a boy, the sun. They're all the top, top boys, right? And the feminine ones are below in the, in the uh, uh, sub-solar world. Okay, uh, <clears throat> let's have a look at some characters that turn up in the, um, in the Gospels, right? When the sun comes through Libra and gets judged, we've already discussed that. Um, and, uh, and so the betrayal happens, okay? That's the same as um, Delilah betraying Samson. Delilah means the door uh, to darkness. Uh, Layla meaning the night, I think. Yeah, the night. So Delilah is like door to the darkness because she's always there. (laughs) She rules four to six every day. So she's the door to the darkness. She betrays the sun because she says, You're going to go down. (laughs) You're going to get judged by the Philistines. She, she betrays Samson. Of course, Samson has seven rays, you know, seven locks of hair, and they cut these seven. Again, the number seven keeps turning up. Interesting, though. Because the sun is the seven rayed God, according to Proclus. And that's what they always called him, the seven rayed God. Because he has his seven helpers, doesn't he? So, Jesus gets betrayed by Judas Iscariot, okay? The, the sign of Scorpio looks like this. Uh, what would that be in the alphabet? J. Yeah, beautiful. Judas Iscariot. So when the sun, when the sun, and Antares, the red one, is right here. Okay? Double, and then quadruple, and then they make the star of David, tetrahedron, star tetrahedron, and then they, and I, and I think that's the last division. Um, before before it um, just all those original eight cells according to drum and Melchizedek uh, those original eight are in the, the center of our body and are the original cells that we we kept from our mother's womb and they make the star tetrahedron the Merkaba has its center in there and that's what's causing our Merkaba Merkaba spin Right? Um, but the earth sign is feminine and it adds. This is water and it multiplies. Water is generation. Scorpio, the generative area. The moon. Um, and the male signs dividing or subtracting and division. And that's the sun, the dot. All these, all these express the, um, the science of what we're up against. Now, to understand uh, that better, all of this, uh, Alvin boyd Kuhn. the esoteric structure of the alphabet, and it talks about this. Uh, let me press forward. Now, a lot of people say, oh, but this is only in English. Can't do it in Italian. Oh, yes, you can. I can do it because I speak Italian. There's, there's more connections in Italian, but you just lose all the, all the things. But I've already mentioned the word bello. It comes from el, bale. Because if you're as good-looking as bale, the sun is splendour. Of course you're bello. And the Spanish article for um, the male article, uh, definite article, uh, el. And in Italian, it's il. In French, it's le. Right? It's the same thing. It's el, it's the sun. And La, like would be in French, Italian, and Spanish, is La. Uh, that would be Luna. Yeah, that's what the Elohim mean. El is masculine. Eloha is feminine. And the M is plural. Male, feminine gods. Saturn is a boy. Jupiter is a boy. Mars, a boy. The Sun, they're all the top, top boys. All right, and the feminine ones are below in the in the uh, uh sub solar world okay um uh, <clears throat> let's have a look at some characters that turn up in the um in the gospels right when the sun comes through libra and gets judged we've already discussed that um and uh and so the betrayal happens okay that's the same as um delilah betraying samson Del- delilah means the door uh, to darkness. Uh, Layla meaning the night, I think. Yeah, the night. So, the Layla is like door to the darkness because she's always there. <laughs> she rules four to six every day. So, she's the door to the darkness. She betrays the sun because she says, mm-hmm. You're going to go down. <laughs> You're going to get judged by the Philistines. She She betrays Samson. Of course, Samson has seven rays. You know, seven locks of hair and they cut these seven again the number seven keeps turning up interesting though because the sun is the seven-rayed god according to Proclus, and that's what they always called him the seven-rayed god because he has his seven helpers doesn't he so jesus gets betrayed by judas iscariot okay The, the sign of scorpio looks like this uh what would that be in the alphabet yeah beautiful Judas Iscariot so when the sun when the sun and Antares the red one is right here okay I've pointed that out when the sun goes down below here and and it's like Adam and Eve ate from the tree of good of knowledge so God gave them garments right well that's what you do when you go down to winter you need garments otherwise you freeze Um, so but jesus he gets betrayed by jay scorpio scorpio the november month that's the that's the betrayer of the sun he's always ready to grab the sun and bite him backbite him as the sun falls in the fall months and um he does that with the kiss the kiss of uh, uh, uh betrayal because when a backbiter, which was Scorpio, a Scorpion, uh, bites, it leaves, it leaves this mark. So that's why Judas betrays the son with a kiss in the Garden of Gethsemane, Sagittarius. Now, who's in Sagittarius? Well, Draco, Draconus. Right, that's the devil, the dragon. The dragon is here, that's the devil. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember, Jesus was being tempted. There was the devil there. And what about Peter? He cut off the, um, the high priest Malchus's ear, remember? Malchus, the high priest's servant, was there, uh, the servant of the high priest. Peter grabs a sword and cuts it off, and then Jesus grabs it and sticks it back on again. Well, Malchus means the king, right? Uh, so Malchus is null. Is Mal- remember what i said about el al el all that in the, in the jewish works we're talking about the sun so the arrow of sagittarius which is sagittarius is ruled by jupiter that's where the apostle peter comes in all the characters are there there's the garden of gethsemane draco the devil peter with his sword who cuts off the ear this would be considered an ear. Cuts off the ear of, the, of Malchus. Malchus is the king. In the garden of Gethsemane, after Judas betrayed the sun for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. That's the moon. The moon's silver because it takes 30 days to traverse a sign, right? Mm. The sun. Because 30 pieces of silver are worth about 13 cents. Mm. Check it out. Mm. It was worth nothing. So, you see, these are not physical events. These are events in the sky, the gospel. Um, Have a look at this picture here. The Vesica Pisces. There's the Virgin Mary. Remember the two eggs that unite? That is the vagina. Okay? That's why Mary looks like that. Take note. Look carefully.
1: And, and, and and,
0: yeah, and she, yeah. And she is in the Vesica Pisces because this is where the, the soul comes into the world. Because when those two eggs unite, they make one egg, right, in the womb. And then they divide. Mm-hmm. But as they divide, the soul uh, is supposedly, or, or the spirit is, is in there. And that's what it's, the Vesica Pisces is teaching See the 12 stars around the Virgin's head? That's the 12 stars. And um, there they are, the Alpha and the Omega, the seven vowels. A, A, E, I, O, O, U. That's the Om, the Amun, the Amen. Um, the Alpha is, there's the Greek word for Selini. There's uh, Irmis, Mercury, Hermes. There's Hermes, er- Hermes, or Irmis, the swift of feet, Quicksilver. Mercury's fast, right? Because he's near the sun in just 88 days, whizzing around. Right? But there's a Selene, anything with a Lene, like Jerusalem or Helen of Troy or Magdalene, it's the moon. Uh, Selene, what have we got here? Venus, Aphrodite. And here we've got the I, the letter I. Remember, yes, I E S, the sun, yes, that's his sound, Ilios, or uh, Elios. There it is. That's an E. That's an E in Greek. Ares, Mars, the keen of sword. Uh, Zeus, Jupiter, the blazing eyes of wide seeing, and Chronos. Saturn, the white hair of Ori. This is the description that the Apostle John sees in Revelation, and he, he actually describes the seven planets. He describes them. The cosmocratals in the first chapter of Revelation, and he sees some. He sees the the white, the wave, murmuring voice of Selene, the moon, the swift feet of Mercury, the belt around the pats of Aphrodite, the shining face of the sun, Elios, the sword of Artis, the blazing eyes of Zeus, and the white hair of Ori, that's Kronos. He's the old man. And he's the uh, the wicked step stepbrother of Jesus that rules the underworld, you see. He's a very he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> and uh and if you get a chance if you haven't seen the life of brian watch it and watch it and remember what i'm teaching you here please uh because it makes a mockery of the uh, theocratic system Uh, you know john cleese and all those guys and and terry and uh michael yeah they are historians they knew the hocus pocus that was going on in the churches and how ridiculous it was. Let's go to a stoning, shall we? You know, all of that stuff. It's ridiculous, and that's what uh, this is exposing. Let's have a look at some theology from Volume Two of Thomas Burgoyne's Light of Egypt. Volume One is the one that I say is got to be read if you want to deepen your knowledge further than this. If you really want to further your knowledge. Beyond what I'm teaching you, I would really go with Volume 1, Volume 2. Look at the exquisite stuff that comes out of this. Astro-theology. There is one species of divine revelation which has not and cannot be tampered with. One great Bible which forms the starry original of all Bibles. This sacred Bible is the great astral Bible of the skies. It's chapters... Are the twelve great signs its pages are the innumerable glittering constellations of the heavenly vault and its characters are the personified ideals of the radiant sun the silvery moon the shining planets of our solar sphere the simple story of creation begins at midnight when the sun has reached the lowest point in the arc capricorn interesting the story, what he's saying is exactly what you just heard, that the story starts here. Well, as I said, Matthew and uh, Luke do start here with the nativity. All nature then is in a state of coma in the northern hemisphere. It is winter time. Solar light and heat are at the lowest ebb. And the various, uh, various appearances of motion, etc., are the sun's passage from Capricorn to Pisces, 60 degrees. And from pisces to aries 30 degrees marking 90 degrees or one quadrant of the circle then begin in real earnest the creative powers it is springtime the six days are the six signs of the northern arc that's the northern arc that's what's called the northern arc that's the jewish menorah the sun's always at the top noon mercury no sorry noon Mars well anyway it goes like this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday, Saturday Saturn's always over here the moon's over here the alpha and the omega remember the moon is the alpha and Saturn, the very naughty boy is the omega he's the end because he's got the scythe, and he's the end of the cycle as you come in through the moon alpha you go back through the omega and he's got the scythe to do the uh The cropping, (laughs) the harvesting of souls. The six days are the six signs of the northern arc, beginning with the disruptive Aries, then in their order, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, then Libra, the seventh day and the seventh sign, whose first point is opposite Aries and and is the opposite point of the sphere, the point of equilibrium. Equal day and equal night. It is autumn. It is the sixth sign from Aries, the first creative action. And so the sixth day following the fiery force, wherein God created the bisexual man. See Genesis 1, 5-27. So God created them in his own image. In the image of God created he then. A uh, hen, male and female,
1: he created then.
0: It is the seventh or the day of the Lord. Man, the climax of material creation and Lord of all living things, and he rests in the blissful Garden of Eden, the seventh day, and the seventh sign is the concealed, sacred Libra, the perfect union of the senses, then comes the fall from Libra through Scorpio and banishment from the Garden of Eden, because this is the Garden of Eden. This is banishment from the Garden of Eden. Um, It is the story of Satan, or winter over summer, etc. It is useless to repeat the same old story, same old, old story, Story. Put two olds in there. Uh, the yearly journey of the sun around the constellated dial of deity is the astro basis of all primitive cosmology. Hermes Trismegistus. If you want to see the origin of the gospels, read this. Okay, this is the uh, divine Pimander. Pimander is the mind of God. It's the space right that's the mind over the matter paimanda and this is look i can read portions of this and you will you will see uh here we go verse five out of the light holy word logos descended on that nature mm, interesting What well, we spoke about logos didn't we it's the sun it descended the holy word light logos descended on the nature that light he said i am thy god mind prior to moist nature which appeared from darkness the light world logos that appeared from mind is son of god this is this is um incredible how many similarities there are here to in in here to the gospels just another point on the language i think what we spoke about logos didn't we it's the sun it descended the Holy Word, Light, Logos, descended on the nature. That light, he said, I am thy God. Mind, prior to moist nature, which appeared from darkness. The light world, Logos, that appeared from mind, is Son of God. This is, this is um, incredible how many similarities there are here to, in, in here to the Gospels just another point on the languages i was mentioning that about um italian and french and everything like that it's interesting the sun here is called horus he's the boy osiris horus ra the radiating sun right ra radiate Uh, and then here it's called set because the sun set yeah, and, and Set is the enemy of... The, these are the two warring brothers, right? Horace and Set, Jesus and Satan. Set is Satan. And in fact, uh, Satan exalts in Libra. So Horace exalts here, but Sa- Satan... S- Set exalts here because it punishes the sun. Right? And brings in the magnetic part of the year. This is all physics. <laughs> you put your physics hat on when, you, when, you, when you're looking at this. Well, the Italians say... Um, hour that's the word for hour right the italians say um order does that look like oris to you the french say "heure." Uh, the greeks say order this is all i mean you can choose any language and do this the, the words are there they are still there i mentioned this book before uh, the biography of Satan. And this is Kirstie Graves, okay? Dealing with astrotheology uh, over uh, 130 years ago. Here's what he said on um, in chapter 7 of this book. Winter was, with her cold, bleak drapery and her widespread desolation and destruction, in the estimation or imagination of the ancients, the principal and most prolific source of evil, i.e. the god of winter. That was the most prolific source of evil. Right there, people. This is, this, and this is how it works. You're going to see this. It's beautiful. The principal inhabitants of the earth, as heretofore intimated, have, having noticed that during six months of the year, the powers at work in nature are engaged in fructifying, vivifying, beautifying, producing, etc. And that during the other six months, some apparently adverse power arrested, blasted, and destroyed those desirable operations and their results. They hence imagined two contrary hostile powers, engaged in perpetual war against each other and as the six spring and summer months were attended with almost perpetual sun, sunshine and the growth and produ- and production of fruits and flowers and culinary or edible vegetables things that were calculated to supply their natural wants they were regarded as constituting and became known as the true kingdom the kingdom of heaven summer while the winter months were denominated the Kingdom of Darkness, winter, the former was also called the Kingdom of the Sun, or "God who dwelt in the Sun." This imagery uh, entrance to the kingdom, this imaginary entrance to the kingdom, which it was supposed opened to the sun as he left the Tropic of Cancer to travel back to the south was called the Gates of Heaven. While the fancied passage through the other tropics constituted the Gates of Hell. At the first stood the Lamb, the zodiacal sign of spring, to usher in the glorious sun or sun god. As he drove up with his fiery steeds, remember the horseman, drives up with the fiery steeds to the portals of paradise in early spring at the latter stood the hideous scorpion, scorpion dragon or devil ready to drag everything accessible to his clutches or power down into his bottomless pit at one time hitching his tail over and pulling down one third of the stars remember the, dra- the dragon is here and he pulls down a third of the stars that's a third from here to here hence you will discover that the devil is from above and not from below. Though he descends below every six months into Hades, as hereafter explained, you will find by consulting your almanacs that Aries, the lamb or ram is the zodiacal or astronomical sign for March and the first spring month. And the first spring month. And the scorpion was, through the eagle, uh, though the eagle is now, the sign of October, the first winter month in the bisectional division of the year. That is, by dividing the year into two seasons of six months each. St. John speaks of the dragon having power to hurt the five months. And astronomically speaking, he does hurt the vegetable production of the five principal prolific months of the year with a vengeance. They are the five months, these from here, from Scorpion to Pisces. That's the five months that... that, um, Um, the dragon has power to hurt in Revelation. And it's that month that the dragon has power to hurt in Revelation. And St. John's monster with the seven heads and ten horns may find a solution in astronomy or astrotheology by assuming the seven heads to be the seven summer months. as some nations divided the year in this way and duplicating the five winter months for the horns and then the story of the dragon pursuing again you see the seven summer months the seven uh, white notes of the piano and the five black notes of the piano there's always this seven five going on okay? how easy it is to imagine then by observing in the almanac that the dragon or scorpion the same thing is the next sign after the Virgin. In astronomy or astro-theology, by assuming the seven heads to be the seven summer months. As some nations divided the year in this way, and duplicating the five winter months for the horns. And then the story of the dragon pursuing, again, you see the seven summer months, the seven uh, white notes of the piano and the five black notes of the piano. There's always this seven five going on. Okay. How easy it is to imagine then by observing in the almanac that the dragon or scorpion, the same thing, is the next sign after the virgin. There's the dragon And um, the next sign, Libra was always considered um, to be, uh, the Virgin was always considered to occupy this, the whole of this space. And um, then they, they put this in here. So the dragon is always, is the red dragon, because there's a red star there, he's always following the Virgin. And it may be more than fancy to associate the woman and the serpent here with the scene in Eden, where a serpent is represented as tempting a woman, mother Eve, to masticate a pippin with her new incisors and molars, which never had been used. He's being sarcastic yes. here. <laughs> yes. uh, and as we find a man also Aquarius among the signs of the zodiac, this may be Father Adam. For it is more agreeable not to say honourable, to fancy or conceive of our first parents being formed among the stars, than in a mud hole, according to as the Lord said unto Moses, the prophet Daniel speaks of a great contest between a ram and a goat. Remember, the contest between the ram, uh, sorry, uh, the ram and the goat. The goat rules the solstice, the lamb rules the equinox. Both of these you will find represented in your zodiac, and apparently chasing each other through the heavens. Again, St. John's marvellous figure of a woman clothed with the sun. Remember the woman clothed with the sun? There's the sun, the back of her head. And the moon at her feet, and a crown of twelve stars upon her head. Easily understood, it is easily understood when viewed through the astronomical mirror. More appropriately, may the astronomical virgin woman be said to be clothed with the sun, than could be said of any other twelve of the other twelve signs of the zodiac judging from her situation among the signs and her relative position to the sun there she stands right in the focus of the sun's rays in august the hottest month of the year and thus is clothed with the sun more brilliantly than that of any other sign of course of course the virgin is clothed with the sun and in here, he talks about how the woman is being chased by the dragon and he follows her into the wilderness. You see, when the dragon, when Virgo goes down below the horizon, anything below the horizon is the wilderness, right? When, when the sun sets, it's gone down into the wilderness. That's what the astrologers um, used to say. So he follows her into the wilderness, Right? And then it says that he gouges out a river from his mouth to swallow the woman. Well, what's coming up is Eridanus. Eridanus runs from Aquarius, opposite Leo. Right? Eridanus. You'll see it in the sign of uh, Taurus. From the feet of Orion and from, from, from Aquarius comes the river. And that's the river in the sky in revelation jesus has 12 stars in his right hand 12 congregations that are in asia Uh, sorry uh, seven seven stars in his hand and the seven stars that are in asia now when you um when you follow when you follow those um those stars the first one the first congregation is in, well, they're all in Asia Minor. Now, Asia Minor is like modern-day Turkey, so it goes out like this. Uh, sorry, uh, seven. Seven stars in your hand and the seven stars that are in Asia. Now, when you, um, when you follow, when you follow those, um, those stars, the first one, the first congregation is in, well, they're all in Asia Minor. Now, Asia Minor is like modern-day Turkey, so it goes out like this. And, um, of course, they reckon Troy was here somewhere, but you've got um, the cities going from Ephesus to uh, Laodicea actually form an arch, right? And it's this arch here. This is Ephesus, and this is Laodicea now this is explained by the reverend robert taylor in the year 1830 he went to jail he went to jail for um, teaching this stuff and we um you know I, I i can't say enough i've learned so much from this book this is the best astro theology that you will get he has deciphered them all all of them um and i've, I've done portions of this in some of my other videos i've done the um the Gospel of uh, Luke showing how um, uh, the Virgin visiting Elizabeth and um, and all of that stuff having to do with the Gospel of Luke and the very first chapters um, is explained in the stars. The first city is Ephesus. That's the word for Jesus, Jesus. Ephesus from Ephesus. F- Ephesus, it's, the writing is very small here, uh, upon, upon Jesus, no, it's all right, um, the same as Jesus, uh, the Gaelish name of the god Mars, whence our English name for March, who is the Lord of hosts of the Old Testament, the Lamb of Gad. So, Jesus is also Mars, Because this is Ephesus, this is the congregation in Asia that is Ephesus, Ares, Jesus, as in his role as Mars. Mars, who rules the sign of Ares. Now, the second church is Thyatira. And it means, um, I tread on frankincense. Frankincense being offered to the sun when in the constellation of the Bull of April. This is when you give sacrifice of frankincense to the sun. And so that's the second congregation, Fyatira. Okay? Um, <clears throat> famous for its patience, its labour, and its work in the business of agriculture. Guess what this city's called? We've got Ephesus, Thyatira, Frankincense. This one's called Philadelphia. Love of brothers, brotherly love, the third sign, and the third city that is in Asia. This is the sort of, this is the sort of, sort of stuff that is in this book. It is rich, absolutely rich. And it says, uh, Philadelphia, brotherly, Philadelphia, brotherly love, The unequivocal characteristic of the two loving brothers, the twins of May. Pergamos, the fourth, means um, I tread on frankincense. Frankincense being offered to the sun when in the constellation of the bull of April. This is when you give sacrifice of frankincense to the sun. And so that's the second congregation. Thyatira, okay? Um, <clears throat> famous for its patience, its labor, and its work in the business of agriculture. Guess what this city's called? We've got Ephesus, Thyatira, Frankincense. This one's called Philadelphia. Love of brothers, brotherly love, the third time. And the third city that is in Asia. This is the sort of this is the sort of, sort of stuff that is in this book. It is rich, absolutely rich. And it says uh, Philadelphia, brotherly Philadelphia, brotherly love, the unequivocal characteristic of the two loving brothers, the twins of May. Pergamos, the fourth congregation that is in Asia. Height. Elevation, marriage of fire. The sun's point of elevation is in this constellation, which dwelleth where Satan's seat is. Um, The hydra's head uh, being, as you see, on the celestial globe, immediately under this church, which is Cancer, the crab of June, whose name is Thomas, who in the gospel allegory, was but a crabbed sort of fellow and half a mind to go back again because the crab has to go back again. Right? So um, this is the um, Pergamos, the height. Pergamos means the height, the elevation. Um, The fifth congregation that is in Asia is Sardis. Sardis means the rock, the stone or pillar and dis means God so and uh, so, afterward, passing into the Coptic or ancient Phoenician word Elion. Right. So Sardis in the Phoenician is Elion, the sun. El and on means the being. Um, and in French and English became the word lion. Lion. So Sardis means lion, right? Uh, Smyrna, the sixth Smyrna. Is this Smyrna? Smyrna would probably have to do with Mary, yeah? Isis Mary. Um, the, uh, so it says the word signifying signifying a bundle of myrrh, Smyrna, the offering made to the sun in the Virgin of August. Because there she is, there's myrrh, Smyrna. Having reference to the fragrant fragrant posy which she holds in her hand and to the milk pail of the hand of the Isis Omnia of Egypt. A bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me. That's what the Christ says to this church. The seventh congregation, Laodicea. The last of the summer months, that is, of the Asiatic uh, churches, is Laodicea. That word signifying um, the just or righteous people, living, as you see, in the scales of justice. Libra, the balance of September when the weather is neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, for which Christ, who, like Christians, had no notion of justice, threatens, spew it out of his mouth. Because they had lukewarm water in their mouth. He said, oh, he threatened to spew it out of their mouths." This is the lukewarm part of, of summer, he's saying, and the justice. So you got Ephesus, or Jesus, Jesus, in Mars. Thyatira which is the frankincense offered in this month. Philadelphia, brotherly love. Um, Pergamos, the height. That's the height. The month of the height, the highest. Cancer. Sardis, which is Eleon, the lion. The name Sardis tells you it's the lion. Myrrh. And Laodicea. Now, I can go on and on and on with these things. And I did mention the word on, (laughs) on and on. When you turn the light on, um, Pergamos, the height, that's the height, the month of the height, the highest, Cancer. Sardis, which is Eleon, the lion, The name Sardis tells you it's the line. Myrrh and Laodicea. Now I can go on and on and on with these things. And I did mention the word on, (laughs) on and on. When you turn the light on, on was the name for, for the sun in Egypt. It's the one. It's the soul. That's what the the name of sun is, isn't it? The solar, yeah? Or it's called Apollo. Any Greeks? According to Macrobius, Apollo's name is related to the sun. Remember I said he named all those Dionysus, Sabasius, Horus, Pan, Saturn, Jupiter, they're all names for the sun, right? So he's saying there, of course, Apollo. Pollux and Castor, Apollo is up here. Is <coughs> related to the sun by many different paths of understanding, which I shall pursue in order. Plato writes that the sun was named Apollo as though from Apollentas Actinas, that is, from casting his rays. Because he is not one of fire's many polon, lowly substances, for the first letter of his name keeps its negative force. So, what he's saying is that's the A, the A, provative, or the A privative, right? When you put, for instance, a Gnostic, he's one who knows. Right and ag uh, oh well you're yeah, agnostic you can do that with with anything moral amoral you know um well so what he's saying is apollo polo means many poly in greek they say poly heaps many Right, so Apollo means many this is what plato's saying it's not me he's saying uh <coughs> in the fourth century uh the first letter of his name keeps its negative force or because the sun is not one and not many poly for latin too, called him sun soul because he is uh, he is alone solus is so bright that's the word solus he is alone okay so These are just handy things to um, keep in mind uh, as i read from (laughs) dupuy dupuy was um, napoleon's right one of his friends and uh, he exposed um, in this book the origin of all religious worship Um, and he also uh, contains a description of the zodiac of dendra this is the zodiac of dendra in there he talks about universal religion and he says i shall not pursue these reflections further because my object in this work was not that of pointing out all the mistakes of ignorance and the imp- imprudence of imposture but to trace the christian religion back to its true origin to show its affiliation to explain the bond which unites it." To all the others, and to prove that it is also included within the circle of the universal religion or of the worship rendered to nature and to the sun as its principal agent, how beautiful those words aren 't they just magic? Uh, I just I marvel that you know we 've had these shining lights in our culture, but the priestcraft had made sure that you know you don't go reading these books they're from the devil yes and he he was very scathing toward the uh priest you think i'm scathing i'm i'm mild <laughs> i'm pretty mild um because it's it's an aberration when you wake up and when you see these things you see all of these things man they're standing out i I don't put them there you know I, this is look at that you know that's there. The setting sun, right there on the scales, balance. A scorpion, right there to bite the sun. A lamb, the wool of the lamb being the blossom. The bull to plough. It's all on cue. I, you know, I didn't do that. Judas. Uh, <clears throat> Finally, there are a great many people so badly organized that they believe everything
1: except that
0: which is dictated by common sense and sound reason and who are as much afraid of philosophy as the hydrophobist is of water. Those will not read our pages and we shall not care much about it. We repeat that we did not write for them. Their mind is of the uh, pasture of priests, the same as corpses are of worms. We only write For our true friends of humanity and reason. The rest belongs to another world. Are of worms. We only write for our true friends of humanity and reason. The rest belongs to another world. And truly their God said to them. That this kingdom was not of this world. Or in other words. Of the world. Where people will reason. And that blessed are those who are poor in spirit, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Let them have their chimeras, and let us not envy the priest for such a conquest. Let us pursue our way without stopping to count the more or less suffrages, which may be obtained by thus offending credulity. And after having laid bare the sanctuary wherein the priest shuts himself up, let us not expect that he will invite those whom he cheats to read our work. Yeah, they are not going to invite, you know, there's no priest going to say, hey, listen, you want to know about the, uh, the true Prescott theology? Read, uh, read De it's Done he's done a great job. No, the priest is going to say, oh, I've got some books for you. Oh, he's going to love indoctrinating that. <clears throat> and a lot more too. A lot more than that is he going to serve up to that poor child. They've been exposed. The day for fiction is over. Okay, this has busted them. Cursey Graves. Cursey Graves. That's the same book I read from before. Uh, uh, Same author, Cursey Graves. He wrote in his book, The World's 16 Crucified Saviours. He wrote to the clergy way back then, and he said, your game's over. You've been busted, what are you doing? Why don't you go away? Well, the reason they won't go away is because the elites need them. You know, the elites pump a lot of money into the 30,000 fictional Christian religions. They're corporations, they're all doing business. They are corporate entities all registered with the Securities Stock Exchange Commission in New York, as is our country. Everything in this country is registered in New York. This is one of the states of New York. This is what they do. The people put money, the elites, into their fiction because it serves them. It makes fools and buffoons and slaves of people and little sheep that they can shear. You know, they can fleece and pull the wool over their eyes and lead them to the the slaughter, like lambs. There's 30,000 registered ones of these. And they get away with their buffoonery by calling themselves charitable organisations. That's what we're doing, but we're registered with the government. Um, well, that's because you have to. Uh, you know, I've talked to Jehovah's Witnesses and, and, and such like you know, uh, mind-controlled idiots, um, and, and, I, and I have to say that because a lot of these were my friends. I've known, I've known in Melbourne that they all know me. I used to serve in the Portuguese-speaking congregation for two years, served in an Italian-speaking congregation for four years, I've served as a regular pioneer and a ministerial servant. I mean, they all knew me. Now, I've got congregations of people that know me. I used to go around all around Melbourne giving public talks. Uh, I was zealous. So, So, Give me a child to the age of seven. Yeah, they want them before the age of seven. Sodomise them good and proper. They do. But uh, I remember just recently speaking in the mall with a couple of these buffoons and, and I pointed out to them that their uh, church is a corporation registered, uh, registered and everything and, and they said, oh yeah, well that's, you've got it otherwise you can't function yeah. go and talk to some of these um, uh, Quakers and, 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 and some of these uh, real true uh, spiritual religions that are unregistered and they're looking after their flock all Right? you don't have to be registered <laughs> registering it means the government then tells you what to do when you get a gun license, when you get any kind of license or registration, you're begging to the. Hmm. Let's see. Would that be the word king? Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we have to be registered uh, uh, in order as a corporation uh, in order uh, to function in order to steal your freaking money <laughs> that's what it's for i mean you look at the watchtower and track society headquarters right have a look at the mega properties that they've got they're worth billions they own a uh, a corporation called uh, rand cam corporation they own 51 percent s- uh, shares in it and that corporation makes military machines yep. That's the Jehovah's Witnesses that come knocking on your door. Hello, we'd like to talk about Jehovah to you and see if you can be brainwashed and mind-controlled like me. Uh, that's the time to send them a running. Rand Cam Corporation. Uh, have a look at um, <clears throat> silentlambs.org ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, they were involved in the writing department for 30 years at the headquarters in Brooklyn and they saw all the pedophilia and all the protecting of, of pedophiles. Check them out. Check them out. Oh, it's, it's all of them. They are all pedophiles. They protect pedophiles because they deal with pedophilia in-house. They don't deal with it. They don't get the cops in. They don't get the, the law and the justice and say, hey, one of our brothers has just abused this woman's young child, and she's, uh, you know, a mother, she's a um, uh, a widow, and, and and look and grab him. Oh no! What the Jehovah's Witnesses do is they say we must protect Jehovah's reputation, brothers. These big old Jehovahs going, don't you dob that paedophile in because my reputation's all on the line here. You know, it's 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 putrid, and their fiction is up. It's over. It's all over. For those poor churchgoers that are still going to church to be sodomized and abused and, and, and deceived, um, what the outcome for them is, I don't know. But they will never, they will never receive the glorious ascension. Because in order to ascend, uh, people must acknowledge the Christ within. Whilst you make an idol, and Leonardo da Vinci said, I would wish I had the words to censure those who place a man... As their God, instead of paying the reverence to the sun, because the sun, see, people don't realize Christians say, "Oh, that's the creation. you don't worship the creation. Well, the creation, everything in the creation is conscious. That son censure those who place a man as their God, instead of paying the reverence to the son. because the sun, See, people don't realise, Christians say, oh, that's the creation. You don't worship the creation. Well, the creation, everything in the creation is conscious. That son, Solus, he happens to be the Mike, Michael, the archangel. It's an entity. The neo taught that. There are three sons. Paracelsus taught that. There's the spiritual sun, the psychic sun, and the physical sun. And as the sun's rays come to us, there's there's certain rays that we can't see. We only see that little thin spectrum. Above that, ultraviolet and infrared, we can't see. But they come from the sun. They nourish our spirituality and our psychic soul. The psychic soul and the spiritual body. But the physical photons, they nourish our physical body. We are nourished in all things. Light partakes of three natures. That's why light is the mediator. That's why Jesus says, I am the light of the world. No one goes to the Father except through me. Because how can the Spirit know the matter if there's not light to shine and to show it? They can't interact. The light is the intermediary. It's the intermediary between the Father and the creation, the waters above and the waters below. See, this is water. Fire is water what's it what's it got in there it's got um say hydrogen is it is uh well no, hydrogen is, is um is flammable isn't it and so is oxygen isn't it but when you put the two together what do you get you get water so that's just water that's the waters above and the waters below and god created all of nature the waters above and the waters below and physics tells you that everything has these six shapes in the universe this, this is it. Ad, atoms can be a hexa, hexahedron, icosahedron, octahedron, tetrahedron, dodecahedron. This science, this, this is, it's, it's imbued in in, in, all of our, um, in, all of our works, in all of our mythologies. It's all there. This is a set science. It, it, it can never be, see, you can never have, um, it, Pisces can never be there. If you're born anywhere in this period, you're Arian and that's that. I was born on the 24th of March, I'm and I'm not Pisces. No matter how many people say, oh, but the equinox didn't," No, this is the science. It all has to do with the position of the sun. It doesn't have to do with the backdrop, which are just pictures to tell the story. They're just pictures, all these pictures. That's all they are. And um, what they picture is how the sun journeys through the ecliptic. And he makes all these seasons, 12 different seasons, 12 different natures. You see, and as we come out of the age of Pisces, the feet, and enter into the age of Aquarius, Aquarius and Capricorn are both ruled by Saturn. You see, Jupiter in Pisces, he's about to give over the kingdom to his father, Satan, Saturn. Saturn's going to take over. And all the philosophers, all of them, they've always longed for Saturn's return. Because Saturn rules the golden age, you see. And what happens is Saturn loses his kingdom. He gives it to Jupiter in Sagittarius, right? And then we go through the ages. These are 2,000-year slots, right? 6,000 years ago, we were in the age of Taurus in the neck. Aries was 2,000... Sorry, Gemini, 6,000. Taurus, 4,000 years ago. Aries, 2,000 years ago. We are now at the end of Pisces, about here, ready to hand over into Aquarius. So Saturn lost his kingdom many years ago. Jupiter took it off him. And Jupiter gives it back to him. And that's what we're waiting for. You see, Capricorn, if you go way back, we're in Pisces now. If we go way back, you see, Capricorn, if you go way back, we're in Pisces now. If we go way back to Capricorn when Saturn last ruled, we got a long time before he before Jupiter gives it back to Saturn in Aquarius and that's what these guys are talking about these guys are talking about this science if you don't understand the science you make them a fool of yourself and everyone who you attempt to teach um, look, I want to recommend this book um, dealing with the myths this is phenomenal and in here it talks about um, Samson now, Samson is Shimshem, the little son. And he, of course, he gets betrayed by Delilah and, and he gets killed. You know, he puts his hand on the two pillars and brings it down to the temple. That's the year. He brings it down to the year. This is the temple, Temple of God, the 12 pillars. Um, he does something very interesting, one of his labors. You know, Her- Hercules does similar labors. He has to kill the Nemean lion, etc. Samson kills the lion, right? Um, well, Samson does something pretty interesting. He has this wedding, you know, and he uh, invites all his mates and he's got 30 mates there and he proposes a riddle. And they said, if you guess the riddle, uh, I'll give you an undergarment. So some underwear, pretty good. Yeah, new underwear, that's nice. You need that. And, uh, and some cloaks or something or some undergarments, uh, overgarments of some, some kind. I, I forget, uh, perhaps it's in here. Here we go. Samson made a feast at his wedding which lasted for seven days. The sun and seven. Mm. It's, never like, it's never like Jesus and his 13 apostles or King Arthur and his four apostles You know, or um, uh, 15 tribes of Israel. It doesn't work, right? It's already in here. It's got to be 12. The mind of the universe is 12. 12 dodecahedron. Ether, that's the mind working on the matter, you yeah. At this feast, there were brought 30 companions, 30, mm. 30 degrees of a, tr- of a slice of the pie, to be with him, unto whom he said, I will now put forth a riddle unto you, and ye shall certainly declare it. And if ye shall certainly declare it, me, within the seven days of the feast, and I find it out, then I will give you thirty sheets and thirty changes of garments. Boy, generous. But if ye cannot declare it, me, then shall ye give me thirty sheets and thirty changes of garments. And they said unto him, Put forth the riddle, that we may hear it. And he answered them, Out of the eater, came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweetness that's when he ate honey out of the carcass of the lion right well interesting what he does because they guessed the riddle dang he's going to have to go and get some underwear so what does he do well what does a man of God do I mean this is a judge of Israel now right? we're talking respectable here okay? he's a decent God fearing judge right so what does he do Oh, samson was then at a loss to know where to get the 30 sheets i don't know I, I tend to go down to target and, you know, there's, there's, there's always a shop when i you know, walk around a bit It doesn't take long i mean i'm sure he could have taken a month off to find a shop right because he's a man of god but this is what he does uh and he goes down to ashkelon at uh, the 30 but the spirit of the lord came upon him must be a beautiful spirit and took their spoil ah sorry and the the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went down to Ashkelon and slew thirty of them and took their spoil and gave change of garments unto them which expounded the riddle yeah so he grabs a club and he goes down to Ashkelon and he finds himself thirty blokes and he says right line up yep Line up. Donk, 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 donk. Pulls off their smelly underwear, right? I hope he washed them. Grabs their sheets and takes them back to his buddy and buddies and says, uh, you know, as a God-fearing man, I've honoured my, uh, my promise. There you go. There's your undies. And off he goes. That's what a man of God would do, wouldn't it? So, so this is what's going on. We're teaching our children uh, these literal stories and horrifying them rather than teaching them that uh, here's the story it's not literal but we're going to teach you the beautiful lesson of it once you master the stories, then we'll give you (laughs) well well it's all about the sun conquering uh, the sun samson conquering the the various signs you see when he goes through kills the lion that's when he's going through leo the sign of leo that's in the summer And the lion has been slaughtered. The blood of the lamb is when the sun goes through March, April and slays the lamb. And the lamb is given on behalf of the children of Israel and the scapegoat of Israel. These are all symbolisms of the stars, you see, because as those stars come back round all the time, there are seven heroes in here, okay? Hercules is in there. Aphiuchus is in there. Orion in Taurus. Perseus in Aries. Uh, Cephas in Pisces they're all there and as they come around every year you watch for them ah, Perseus has come up right that means something and he's always the coming one that's why Jesus is Yesus the coming one because as those heroes come up they all represent Jesus they all represent the sun because the sun is in them it's the sun in them that makes them the hero. so when the sun is in Scorpio he's glorifying the Fugus and Hercules and, and that is Hercules in, in the sky. And he's performing his 12 labours. The sun is always labouring as it goes around. It goes through and slays the beasts that it lives with and, and, and revitalises the seasons for us. And it's going through our bodies. Um, there's a situation where Samson grabs 300 foxes. That's one of his exploits. And uh, he puts torches on their tail, right? And he lights those torches and he sends them through the field. Well, I wonder what that's all about. Okay. This is interesting, isn't it? Um, And by the way, there was another judge, Gideon, who had uh, 300 men. 300 and 300. I wonder why these numbers keep reappearing, which reminds me. I'll read something interesting from Joseph Atwell's book in a minute. Please do not uh, let me forget that before I close. Because this is what it's all about, Joseph Atwell, please find out who invented who invented the literal story of Jesus Christ. Flavius, Josephus, did I say Flavius?, uh, would that be the Flavian dynasty uh, of uh, Vespasian Titus, and Domitian? Yes, it would be. They are the people who destroyed Jerusalem, the Caesars of Rome. They created the Jesus story to enslave run and all of her conquest now you can see joseph atwell speak on youtube he's 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 doing there's lots of his beautiful presentations where he explains and he's called this book the roman conspiracy to invent jesus it is an invention pure and sweet the bigger you tell them the bigger they fall and And people will kill you if you deny it they will thrust a sickle in your eye the moment you deny the historical jesus why because of that composite guilt, um, uh, you could say, the consciousness of the fact that he didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Coming through history, coming through, it's a lie. That's why they kill you for it. They, they will kill you for it because they've, they've got no other defence. They can't say, oh, here's the proof. Hang on, let's go to Tacitus and Suetonius and Josephus and all of these, Pliny the Younger, and give you real, real proof. Let's go and do that, shall we? Yeah. yeah. So, so what they've done is, <laughs> in, rather than giving any proof, they kill you. That's, that's a pretty good, Samson did it. Why not? Anyway, I'll just finish this real quickly and then I'll finish that and uh, away we go. What happens with those foxes? Why is uh, Samson lighting up? I mean, would you really do that? Would you really do that? It, 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 it's not really physically going to happen, is it? I mean, Samson's not really going to go and kill 30 bikes for their undies. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Please Sunday school. Uh, yeah good strong pair of bonds. Yeah. Surely he could have gone down to the lingerie shop and bought some undies for his friends. God, no they didn't. I think we need to uh, perhaps show um, the life of Brian and Brian in all the thirty thousand registered uh, corporate Christian churches. Would have found it funny when you were a Jehovah? Uh, No, I found it funny. I was pretty open-minded. I did a lot of this study way back then. I I was reading uh, Emmanuel Velikovsky, uh, Alexander Hislop, The Two Babylons. I was going to share something out of this. The Two Babylons by Alexander Hislop. This is an amazing volume. He wrote this in uh, 1913, proving that Rome is Babylon Mark II. Anyway, look, I won't read it, but the fire it has to do with the um, the frost of April and Sirius coming up and everything, and they they always used to burn burn the fields, and foxes were a part of it. It's just a you know, it's just a solar lunar religious um, tradition. That's what Samson with his 30 uh, 300 foxes is all about. Now, in this book, I really do recommend you you read that if you want to. Um, Another good book that I want to recommend is Christian Astrology. This is from the 15th century, people. Uh, William Lilly. William Lilly. Christian? Christian? Astrology? Christian Astrology. Chiasmus. This is a good book. It talks about the form history in the Bible. It's talking about... um, folklore that was that was developed over many many millennia which which created forms and shapes of literary works so and and they are called form history See, he says form history is a preliminary study to history of literature its center of interest is not the gospels as they now exist but in the small component parts of the gospels these parts have had a long history before they were entered and written gospels. The writer of the gospel does not create these sections. They are the work of the folk spirit operating unconsciously in shaping, in the shaping of the material. The writer merely acts as an editor. You see what they're doing? folk spirit operating unconsciously in shaping, in the shaping of the material. The writer merely acts as an editor. You see? What they're doing is they're, um, they're, they're giving transvaluative uh, force to those folklore traditions. That's what they're doing, and it's in the Bible. He calls it form history. And he, it's beautiful because he goes to point out how the synoptic gospels all have Jesus at uh, birth, at the age of 12, and at the age of 30. They all seem to have amnesia about what happened in between and he's showing and he's proving by such means that the gospels are just form history they're just doing this you know it's all part of locked into the solar the solar cycle you know and he proves it that's chiasmus but uh, caesar's messiah is a beauty Um, he shows how joseph and uh, esther and mordecai had so many similarities how about this Joseph rises to high position in the Egyptian government through his beauty and wisdom. Esther rises to high position in the Persian government through her beauty and wisdom. Joseph's good deed, interpreting the butler's dream, is forgotten for a long time. Mordecai's good deed, saving the king's life, is forgotten for a long time. Is there some form of history going on here, or is, am I just imagining things? Hmm. A character refuses to listen. Character refuses to listen. She spoke of Joseph every day, but he refused to listen. They told him every day, but he refused to listen. Remember the, uh, the guys that were in jail. Oh, sorry, the, uh, the, guy, the baker and the, um, the wine bearer were granted back their positions in Pharaoh's court. You see, they were in jail with Joseph. He had the dreams and everything. And he said to them, when you get out, you make sure you remind the king of my injustice, that I was put in prison for an injustice. Um, And that's that's what's saying there. They told him every day, but he refused to listen. Oh, sorry, they spoke of Joseph every day, but they refused to listen. The same with Esther. Pharaoh's chief servant is hanged, The king's chief servant is hanged. Remember, Mordecai got the chief's Haggai, I think his name was. Uh, What was his name? Uh, Haggai, I think it was. Um, Hamar, sorry. Hamar was the the, um, the guy that was hanged. I might be wrong. Uh, Joseph reveals his identity to Pharaoh after a feast. Esther reveals her identity to the king after a feast. These are major stories in the Bible, man. You know, Esther, the story of Esther... In, in Medo-Persia, in the kingdom, where she where she married the king of, because of the beauty, and Joseph, how he became the second in charge of Egypt because of his beauty. It's all form history. Um, for instance, the Old Testament and the New, Jesus and Moses, any similarity? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pharaoh wanted to kill the little children. Herod wanted to kill the little children. Moses fleed from Egypt. Jesus had to flee to Egypt and, and come back again from Egypt. Um... Joseph takes the name of Israel uh, sorry Joseph takes sorry um, takes old Israel down to Egypt uh, Joseph the father of Jesus brings new Israel down to Egypt right so Joseph the father of Jesus brings him down to Egypt right but um, Joseph takes his father Israel down to Egypt this is just this is just and it goes on and on and on. Um, Pharaoh massacres boys, Herod massacres boys. All the men are dead. Remember that in, uh, an angel came to Joseph and said, you can go back to Jerusalem because all the men that wanted to kill your son, they are dead. And so they returned to Nazareth, right? Well, that's the same with Moses. They said, oh, the Pharaoh that was persecuted and wanted to kill you, he's dead. He can go back to Egypt. Man, you know, kids can pick this up. It's childish. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Passing through the water, Jesus' baptism. Tempted by bread, tempted by bread. Mm -hmm. Remember, Moses was tempted by bread in the the wilderness. Do not tempt God, Jesus also said, do not tempt God. Worship only God, Jesus also said, worship only God. And the list goes on and on and on, on on and on. Um, Look, I'd like to close with um, some encouragement on a few other uh, uh, products and people that you can uh, look up and reference for this knowledge, OK? Um, the Pyramid Code is a brilliant product um, dealing with the true origins of Egypt. This is where Hermes, this is where it comes from. And, and, and in here, they, um, Carmen Bootler produced this and she's done a marvellous job. In here she interviewed Abdel Hakim Awian, the uh, indigenous wisdom keeper, who passed away in about 2007. And he was the, um, the the man, here's the man that's interviewed him here, so you can grab his wisdom. He was one of the, you know, the one, the, the people who are directly in line uh, uh, an originally from, from Egypt. And um, he inspired these books. So um, Stephen Miller went down to uh, Abdel and Hakim and um, uh, interviewed him and got a lot of wisdom from him. And these books are showing the true history of Egypt, being, you know, minimum 50,000. 60,000 years old, pre dynastic Now, I'm going to be doing a tour of um, Egypt. I just want to uh, mention this. I'm doing this because I want to bring people's attention to the school more than anything. I mean, the fact that they're holding a, um, a tour is exceptional, I think. Um, so you can look it up on their website. That is the um, chematology.com. Okay, chemat is uh, K-H-E-N. Ken, Ken is the word for chemistry, right? comes from Noah's son, Han, Can, Black, chemistry. So this is the commission school of ancient mysticism. So I'm going to be a, a guest speaker with the son of Abdel Hakim Awian and his wife, Patricia Awian. And we're going to be speaking in Egypt um, and, go, and visiting all the pre-dynastic sites. Okay? Showing the true origin of this. This has got to get out there. Because it's, as Giordano Bruno said, unless we go back to Hermes, the world is doomed. Because this is scientific wisdom. It's our wisdom. We deserve it. We own it. The elites have come and thwarted it and given us a corrupt, uh, fictional, antichrist system. And that antichrist has been murdering people all over the world. In Africa... Christians are behind all the bloodshed with their corporations. Uh, They conquered the Americas and slew millions, if not hundreds of millions of indigenous people. This land, they, they destroyed. And it wasn't the Hermetists that went before them, by the way. It was the Calvinists and the Protestants. You see, they destroyed the spirit of the Renaissance. The Renaissance, or in Italian we say the Renascimento. Because Hermes, Marfilio Ficino had just translated the the Corpus Hermeticum. And Europe was alight with illumination and the Renaissance flowered. But then guess what happened? Martin Luther, bang, 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 there's 90 theses, right? And they call it the Reformation. And then the Catholics quickly in the early 1500s set about the counter-Reformation and founded the Jesuits and countered the Reformation. It's just a distraction. It's just a corporate distraction from Hermes. And then the Hermetists fled to America and founded the Constitutional Republic of the United States of America. The democracy of the United States, which is a corporation, that was founded in the 1870s. And that was the Vatican. That's Vatican and elite corporations, the biggest corporation in the world, and their services are war. So they want to stop this they want to stop this information so the corporation of the United States President Barack Obama is a war-mongering organisation that's what it does, war uh, and its, its enemy is the Constitutional Republic of Hermes because Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Paine Thomas uh, Jefferson George Washington, they were all Freemasons they were all Illuminists and, and Hermetists. Okay. So please understand the difference and that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be actually discussing um, the pre-dynastic history of Egypt and the truth is coming out. This truth is coming out. The day of the fiction is over. Rome has to surrender her fiction because she can't keep the lies. In fact, look, they've hoarded so many millions of books and and scrolls and put them in the Vatican Library which actually have the truth of this. And the time has come for uh, prob- possibly occupy the Vatican and um, possibly uh, deal some justice to the Cardinals and the Pope and the biggest corporation in the universe and uh, grab those scrolls and enlighten mankind with what's in there, because this is the stuff that is our salvation. It's the true science of our salvation.